Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindahl. Thank you so, so much for listening. I want to wish everyone a happy new year. This is my first podcast of 2022. I took a little bit of time off in December for the holidays and Christmas and new year and just taking some time to spend with family and myself. And yeah, it was a really, really nice break. And I'm looking forward to getting back into things this new year. We are getting ourselves back into a routine finally, um, which was really necessary after a good break with Christmas. But again, it was super nice to take that break and just spend some time with my husband and our toddler and growing this baby inside of me. And yeah, so anyways, we're back. We're back for 2022. I'm really excited. I'm hoping for the next, you know, five-ish months until my next gremlin arrives that I'm able to bang out as many podcasts as I possibly can to get as much information out there for you on how to help you with your journey in health and fitness and whatever your goals might be. So speaking of which, for today's podcast and today's topic, I actually wanted to talk about how to set yourself up for success with your goals in 2022. Now this, these goals could be pertaining to a new year's resolution. They could be pertaining to goals that you may be already set for yourself in 2021 or previous years, or this could be just a guide on how to set yourself up for success at any point. If you are wanting to set yourself some health and fitness goals. So yes, of course, this time of year being the time of year for new year's resolutions, that's what inspired this podcast, but you could really use these tips any time of year. doesn't have to be for new year's resolutions. Speaking of which a lot of just a little aside, a lot, not a lot. I hear oftentimes on social media and things like that, people shaming New Year's resolutions, saying like, what's the point of setting New Year's resolutions? New Year's resolutions are stupid. There's no point to them. And I used to be that person. I did. I used to be that person that was like, what's the point? New Year's resolutions are stupid. Da, 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 da. And it's a, a really not helpful mentality like really. And also there's nothing wrong with new year's resolutions. I've come to accept. And really when I think about my own journey, my own fitness and health journey started in the new year of 2015. Now, whether I can, it was more of a coincidence that it just kind of happened at the same time. But I think the reason why it happened in the new year of 2015 is because I, it was a new year. You get excited about setting goals and stuff like that. And that was just kind of, you know, how things coincided. And here I am, you know, six years later or more, how many years later, seven years later, <laughs> what year is it? And 
still going with my New Year's resolution. So really, truly, there is nothing wrong with wanting to set yourself New Year's resolutions for whatever goals they might be. It doesn't even have to be fitness or health related. There's nothing wrong with wanting to set New Year's resolutions. I'm all for people setting goals. And my views on New Year's resolution have changed so much over the past you know, seven years of me living this lifestyle that there's no wrong time to set yourself goals. And if the new year is when you decide to do that for yourself, amazing. If it's the middle of June and you decide to do that for yourself, amazing. If it's December 1st and you decide to set yourself some goals for the year, amazing. There's no wrong time to start. And if the new year is what feels right for you, you do that. Anyway, so I wanted to get into today's topic, which is setting yourself up for success when you are setting yourself some health and fitness goals. So I have seven tips on how to set yourself up for success. Listen along. Uh, there hopefully will be really helpful and you can find what will resonate you and you can take what you need from this to set yourself up for success for your goals. So let's get into it. Number one, Really, it's a no, you know, this is going to be like, duh, but let me dive into it a little bit. Is pick a goal that actually excites you. Now, a lot, the reason why I say this is because a lot of times we will find ourselves picking goals that we feel like we should be doing, but we're not actually excited about. So we're picking goals that, you know, we feel like we should pick them but we don't really truly want that. We feel like we should want to lose weight, even though that might not be what you actually want to do. We feel like we should want to start running, but really, truly, when you think about it, you hate running. We feel like we should go for a promotion at our job when really kind of hate our job. So pick something that really, truly excites you and pick something that you feel will actually light a fire under your ass if to go and get it. Now, if weight loss is that thing, that's totally fine. If running a marathon is that thing, I love it. Just make sure that whenever you're picking something, don't pick something that you feel like you should do. Pick something that you really want to do. And while I'm on this topic, I do want to talk a little bit about setting weight loss goals, because even if you want to take charge of your health and fitness and improve your health and start exercising and eating better, whatever, it doesn't have to be about weight loss. You don't have to do these things just for the sake of losing weight. You can do these things for the sake of just looking after your health, for looking after your mental health, your physical health, for lowering lowering your cholesterol or blood pressure, or just being in less pain. They don't have to be about weight loss. And a lot of people feel like whenever they pick health and fitness goals, it just has to be about weight loss. It doesn't. If you don't want to lose weight or lose body fat, you don't have to. If you just want to start looking after your health and working out and exercising because you just want to be healthier and live a healthier lifestyle and you don't care about weight loss, I actually really, truly love that. And it really gives you a deep down purpose when you are doing this for something other than just weight loss. Now, again, there's nothing wrong 
with weight loss on the other side of that coin. If you feel like I want to lose some body fat, I want to lose some weight so that I know my joints will feel better. I'll, you know, be less risk for certain health conditions, et cetera, et cetera. I love that for you too. There's no wrong answer here when it comes to setting yourself goals. And I just want to keep that in mind. I just want you to keep that in mind and emphasize that your goals are your own and they don't have to do with anything else. So if you are wanting to lose some weight, that's fine. If you just want to look after your health and you don't give a shit about losing weight, that's awesome too. There's no wrong answer here, but just make sure when you're setting yourself goals, pick something that you actually want to do. And if you're thinking about weight loss and the idea of that right now is just, ugh, but you still want to walk and start exercising more and that kind of thing, then do that. Number two is get really, really specific about your goal. So once you find that goal that excites you and you're excited about it and it's something that you really, truly want to do, get really specific about this goal. The reason why is the more specific you get about the goal, the more it highlights the plan on how to get there. So it's not enough to just say, I want to be healthier. I want to be more fit. I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. Those are all I want, but it doesn't really highlight exactly what do you want? And it doesn't really highlight how are you going to do that? So when you are setting yourself up these goals of, I want to do X, Y, Z, I want to make more money. I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. I want to whatever. Get really specific about it and really try to dig into your why. Why do you want to do this? I want to lose weight because whatever. I'm unhappy with how I look. I'm worried about health uh, complications, uh, whatever. I want to get fit because I want to be in less pain. I want to be able to go up a flight of stairs without feeling like I'm going to die. I want to run a marathon. So I want to get in shape for it. Get really specific about it. And when you say these things, how are you going to do it comes out. So when you say, I want to get fit. Okay. Not enough. We need more. Okay. I want to work out three times a week. And then think about what does being fit look like for you. When you think of that end goal, that point where you're going to be maintaining your health or wherever you're at for the rest of your life, think about what does that look like? How do you feel? How do your clothes fit? How how does you, how do you feel when you're exercising? What does your strength look like? All these things get really specific about what does the outcome look like? I feel lots of times one of the reasons why we get frustrated on our journeys and we quit is because we don't actually envision ourselves getting to that goal. We don't actually envisioning ourselves losing the weight that we want to lose or getting as fit as we want to be or making the money that we want to make because we don't actually know what that'll look like. And I mean, you don't really know what it'll look like until you actually get there. But when you try to envision how you're going to feel, how you're going to look, how you're going to take care of, you know, maintain that lifestyle, then you it starts to become a little bit more real and a little bit more achievable. The other reason why you want to get really, really specific about it is it helps to break it down, as I said, into your steps. So I want to get fit. Okay, well, what does fit look like to you? Write that down. And then how are you going to get there? Maybe you're going to say, I'm going to start 
with exercising three times a week. I'm going to start, maybe you don't exercise at all. So I'm going to start doing 30 minute workouts twice a week and a 30 minute walk one other day a week. Really get specific because then what it does is it creates little goal posts to hit along the way. Everybody's seen that big meme of like, you know, or a similar meme of climbing a ladder. You have one person climbing a ladder, a really tall ladder that only has maybe four rungs on it and they're really spaced far apart. And then another person has a ladder of the exact same length, but they have little tiny steps along it. And it kind of shows like who's going to get up to the top the fastest. And it's the person who has the ladder with the little tiny steps along the way. So when you break your big audacious goal, the big end game goal, whatever it might be down into these little tiny steps, it makes it so much more achievable. And it's something that a lot of people don't think of when it comes to hitting these big audacious goals is they just see this ultimate goal at the end without seeing all the little goalposts that they're going to hit along the way. So when you get really, really specific about the goal, you really, really come up with a plan. And you also want to dive into your why. Why do you want to achieve this? And there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer for your why. I just also want to emphasize that because it's what's actually true to you and your why is going to be different from someone else's and that's totally fine, but really dive into those things. Cannot emphasize that enough. Next one is pick some performance related goals to achieve along the way. So even if your goal is weight loss, hundred pound weight loss, whatever it might be, or your goal is just to in general, get more fit, picking what we call performance related goals helps give you something to work on and achieve along the way. Again, gives you a goalpost. It could be something like, for example, wanting to do 10 pushups on your toes, wanting to do a chin up, wanting to do 10 chin ups wanting to deadlift your own body weight, wanting to deadlift your husband's body weight, wanting to squat your own body weight or squat your husband's body weight or whatever it might be. Run a marathon, run a 5k in, you know, a record time, whatever it might be. Again, go back to number one, pick a goal that you want to achieve and that excites you. But a performance related goal is an amazing goal to go after because number one, it gives you a reason to get into your workouts and go do what you got to do. So if you want to deadlift your body weight or your husband's body weight or whatever it might be, you have to get into the gym or your workout space, wherever it might be, and work on your deadlift consistently to get there. If you want to do a chin up, you have to practice all the movements, practice strengthening, tra- practice everything that you need to do to get that chin up. And it gives you a reason to keep coming back. And the great thing about performance-related goals is you're going to see progress along the way. And progress in your performance, okay? If you're wanting to lose weight or gain muscle mass or whatever, you will see progress in the mirror or on your, you know, scale or whatever, yes. But sometimes you can't control that. Whereas you can control getting into the gym, going after whatever your goal might be, going out for a run, et cetera, to achieve that performance-related goal. And the other thing is, is once you've achieved that performance-related goal, 
No one can take that from you. You did it. You put the work in, you put in the effort, the consistency, everything that it took to get there. And the other amazing thing about performance-related goals is the confidence that you'll receive from them. Do you know how badass you're going to feel after you get that first chin up or pull up or deadlift your husband's body weight or run a marathon or hike that mountain that you wanted to hike, whatever it might be, you're going to feel like such a badass. And it's an unbelievable feeling when you achieve that. So performance related goals, I just, I can't emphasize the importance of them enough because it will keep you going and going and going when your motivation is low or when you're frustrated with the progress of your weight loss or whatever it might be, your performance related goal is going to keep you coming back. I have many clients that we've worked towards getting their first pull up and all these things, or, you know, a client that wanted to squat 300 pounds and stuff like that. Like the immeasurable happiness and confidence that they gain from achieving those goals is nothing short of amazing. And it's something that really every single person who is working towards their health or whatever should have some kind of a performance related goal in mind. Even if it's just, I want to be able to jump on the trampoline with my kids and be pain-free. That is a great goal because it keeps you coming back. That was a client of mine's goal was they wanted to be able to go and jump on the trampoline and play with their kids and come off and their back not hurt. Because every time they did it previously, they would jump on the trampoline, play and wrestle with their kids. They would get off the trampoline and then their back would hurt for like three days after. And that was their performance related goal, which I loved it. They wanted to work out and felt, feel strong enough that they could do that. Um, another goal similar to performance related that you could also go for that has again, nothing to do with the scale, nothing to do with weight loss, nothing to do with anything like that is a consistency goal. And the great thing about consistency goals, similar to performance related goals is you have to put in the work to get that goal. So if your consistency goal, for example, is wanting to do three workouts a week for six months, you set that goal in January. I'm going to do three workouts a week for six months. And then when you get to that six month point, then maybe you're going to want to do four months, four workouts a week, or you're going to continue with three workouts a week for another six months, whatever it might be. One of my clients, their goal was to hit hundred workouts. And they did that actually not too long ago. And now their next goal is to hit 200 workouts. And really, to be totally honest here, like before March, they're going to hit that goal. And I think it's a great goal because you have to put in the work and go do the workouts to achieve that goal. So try to think of goals like that, that don't just have to do with the scale or your body fat or your you know, muscle gains or anything like that. Something that you have to work on to achieve. Cannot emphasize that enough. I could talk about those goals all day long. Next one, number four is a tip for nutrition. So when it comes to nutrition, one ultimate tip that I can give when you're trying to eat healthier or eat for weight loss or muscle gains or whatever it might be, is think of what you can add into your diet rather than what you're going to take away. A lot of times when we are wanting to eat healthier, the first thing that we think of is what do I need to cut from my diet? Of course, 
very common over the past few years is cutting out carbohydrates or sugar or something like that. And we always think about what do I cut? What do I take away? What do I remove? What do I do to remove things from my diet? The reason why I discourage this so much is because when we only focus on restriction for our nutrition, and this is regardless of your goals, this is regardless of just weight loss or wanting to eat healthier or whatever it might be, regardless of your goal, restriction is not the way to go. Instead of thinking about what I need to take away, restrict, remove, never touch again, try to avoid for the rest of my life, think of what you're going to add to your diet. Because if we only focus on restriction and removing things from our diet, then it's going to lead to this binge restrict mentality, especially when it comes to things like restricting carbohydrates, restricting sugar, restricting, you know, cutting out pop, cutting out chocolate, all these things. In my opinion, if you are doing something for your nutrition, you have to ask yourself, can this be a permanent change? If you want to go on keto or cut out carbohydrates, you have to ask yourself, do I want to eat this way for the rest of my life? If the answer is no, then you really, really need to think about that and analyze that. If the answer is yes, this is a realistic change that I can make. All right, then go for it. What you want to focus on is permanent change. If you're constantly just focusing on restrict, 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 removing things, removing things, that's not permanent change. That's temporary change until you get fed up with it. And then you just go back to what you were doing before. That's why when you're focusing on nutrition, focus on what you can add instead of just remove. You want to eat more vegetables? Perfect. Focus on how you can add more vegetables into your diet instead of cutting out carbohydrates. You can still have your carbohydrates on your plate but how do you add more vegetables to it? Maybe you add a side salad. Maybe you focus on filling half of your plate with vegetables. Maybe you focus on adding vegetables into your pastas, whatever it might be. I need to eat more protein. Awesome. How are you going to add more protein into your life? Maybe you're going to add a protein shake. Maybe you're going to add Greek yogurt to a smoothie in the morning. And that seems like the most realistic change. Think of what you can add in. I want to drink more water. Perfect. How are we going to add water into your day? You don't necessarily have to remove everything from your diet, but what can you add in? Once you think about how you can start adding stuff in, you're automatically going to think of healthier choices, but because you're doing it from a mentality of non-restriction, that means that you can still have the other foods that you like. So one other thing that I want you to think of, and it was a quote that I I can't remember where I saw it now, and I wish that I could give them credit. And if you hear, if you hear this and you think of, um, where this quote came from, please tell me. Um, but it was a quote that I saw the other day saying, do you want fast change or do you want permanent change? And I really, truly like that because I know a lot of people's knee-jerk reactions when it comes to especially things like weight loss is they want fast change. They want to do it as fast as possible. Whatever the fastest way for me to lose weight is, I want that. But then what happens is, is when you go on these fad diets, whatever it might be that you lose weight the quickest, 
is it's not going to be permanent. So if you're losing weight fast, it's not going to be permanent. If you're losing weight slow, it's likely going to be more permanent. And that was a really, really good quote. And again, I wish I could give credit to whoever I saw it from, but just keep in mind when you're thinking of nutrition, workouts, anything changing is, do I want fast change or do I want permanent change? Especially when it comes to nutrition. Nutrition is one of the hardest things for people to change and one of the hardest things to stick to. So you have to ask yourself if you're going on a diet, if you're doing a cleanse or whatever it might be, do you want change fast or do you want change permanent? If you want change permanent, make slower, sustainable changes that you can realistically stick to for a long period of time. That's all I have to say about that. Rant over. Okay. <laughs> Next one goes along with the same thing that I was just rambling on about. But number five is be realistic and start slow. The reason why I say that now, the reason why this is on the list is because a lot of times when we get excited about a goal, whatever it might be, weight loss, whatever, we want to do it fast. And we just hit the ground fucking running with these goals, which I love. I love it when people get super enthusiastic about their goals. I love starting working with a client and they just cannot wait to start. And they're so excited that like when I send them, you know, the paperwork and stuff to sign and fill out, they got it filled out and sent back to me within like 20 minutes. I love it when people are enthusiastic about their goals. However, though, it's okay to take your time and go a little slower. The reason why, again, back to my last point, do you want fast change or do you want permanent change? So start slow and then work your way up from there. And there's nothing wrong with taking baby steps. Talked about that before previously with the ladder analogy, take your baby steps. So if you are doing zero exercise right now, absolutely no exercise, is it realistic to dive into five days a week of HIIT workouts? Probably not. But is it realistic to do maybe two 30-minute workouts and a walk each week? Is it realistic to maybe just do a 30-minute walk every day? That's probably a lot more realistic. And the thing is, is when you start slow, you can build. You don't have to just be stuck doing two workouts a week every single week for the rest of your life. No, you can build onto it, but start with a good baseline. Then work your way up from there. The other thing is when I say be realistic, I want you to pick goals that you know that you, that give you confidence that you can achieve and improve your self-efficacy. And again, it's not saying that you can't hit bigger, more audacious goals. If you want to lose a hundred pounds, awesome. Let's figure out how to lose one. Let's figure out how to lose 10 and work our way up from there. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to run a marathon and you don't run at all, you got to start at one kilometer and then work your way up from there. So just being realistic, just meaning give yourself lots of time, especially when it comes to weight loss. I don't love it when people put a timeline on things being like, I want to lose hundred pounds in a year. What happens if you don't, but what happens if you lose 50 in that year and you completely transform your fitness and your health and your relationship with food? 
that's amazing progress. Even if you didn't lose that hundred pounds, something to think about, be realistic and start slow. Number six is get help if you need it. Now this help could be from anyone. And the reason why this is on the list is because a lot of times people want to, they feel like they have to do it on their own. And I get it. I get it. It's your own personal journey and only you can do it. And you feel like I just got to do this on my own. And some people can, and that's amazing, but some people can't, and they need a little bit of support and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with asking for help in any way, shape or form. I'm not talking about just hiring a personal trainer. I'm talking about, there are many different forms of help, you know, seeking help from a dietitian, a registered dietitian, when it comes to your nutrition, I can't recommend that enough. Really, to be totally honest, I truly believe that everyone should meet with a dietitian at least at some point in their adult life to get a better understanding of nutrition. And I feel like it would help better educate people on real proper nutrition and give social media influencers less power when it comes to nutrition. And people would also do a lot less fad diets with it. Uh, so yeah, reg- getting help from a registered dietitian, a counselor, if you struggle with, you know, bad body image, confidence issues, sticking to, you know, sticking to your program, sticking to any goals within your life. Sometimes seeking help from a counselor or therapist can help. You have problems with anxiety and you just can't even organize your thoughts enough to start, but you want to start maybe starting with a little bit of help from a therapist or a counselor on how to manage that is a great place to start. Going to your doctor, If you are having trouble losing weight and you have tried and tried and tried and tried on your own and it is just not working, there is nothing wrong with seeking help from a doctor. Some people need, you know, in extreme circumstances, some people need help with surgical or medical interventions. There's nothing wrong with getting help when you need it. And I cannot recommend it enough. So if you're really struggling with your journey, there are resources and people to help you. Yes, absolutely. Personal trainers, coaches, physiotherapists, dietitians, doctors, nurses, whatever you need, find the resources that you need to help you. Hell, you just need a buddy to go with you to the gym. Amazing. Find those resources to help you. So don't be afraid to seek out help. I don't really feel like I need to ramble on and on and on about this for very long. I feel like that's pretty (laughs) self-sufficient. Point number seven, and I saved this one for last because I cannot emphasize this enough. Number seven is you can't mess this up. You can't. You can't fuck this up. And I feel like when people start to understand that they will, it releases all of that negativity when it comes to the journey and all that self doubt and everything like that from you, you can't mess this up. Even if you have trouble staying on track, even if you miss some workouts, even if you, you know, go completely off the walls with nutrition, even if you injure yourself, you get sick whatever it might be, you can't mess this up. There's no pass or fail. There's no timeline. There's nobody judging you on how awesome you're doing this or how fast you're doing it. You can't mess this up. One little side note, comparison is the thief of joy. Stop comparing yourself to everyone else around you. 
Okay. I don't give a shit what Karen is doing. I don't give a crap how your sister lost weight, your aunt lost weight, or you know, how your brother ran a marathon, your neighbor down the street deadlifts 500 pounds. Nobody else's journey to you matters except for you. So please, I know it's hard. It is so hard, man. It is hard not to play the comparison game, even as a personal trainer. I get it. It's hard. However, though, you have to remind yourself, don't compare yourself to others. That should have been another tip, but regardless, it's under this category of you can't mess this up. Okay. You're not going to mess this up. Even if you fall off track, all you have to do is get right back on track. It's as simple as that. And when you start to understand that it's a journey and part of this journey is going to be falling off track and part of this journey is going to be messing up sometimes, but you don't really mess it up. There's no failure to this. Like a lot of times people be like, I feel like such a failure because I don't know, I ate fucking chips. Like give me a goddamn break. That's what makes you feel like a failure. (laughs) Have you never failed to test in your life? If that's what makes you feel like a failure, Stop being so goddamn hard on yourself. You can't mess this up. If you keep coming back and just keep trying and keep working at it, you'll get better at it. And over time, you're going to get better at getting back on track. You're going to get faster at getting back on track. And that's part of the journey. Part of the journey is getting off track and having to get yourself back on. And it's one thing that I've talked to a client, many clients about, but recently talked to a client about, and they said, you know, they've fallen off track so many times and they talked about how frustrated they feel when they fall off track. And I said, yeah, but do you know how quickly you get back on track now? When we first started, hell, before we even started working together, she would fall off track. It would take her two years to get back on track. She would go into a downward spiral for two years before she decided that she wanted to get back on track again. And now she gets back on track within a matter of days. So going from, and you know, so it was a progression, right? Like, you know, when we, before we started working together, she would have years of gaps where she would fall off track before getting back on when it came to her health and fitness goals. And then it was maybe a month where she would fall off track before getting back on track. And we would progress, you know, progress to that. And then from there, it was maybe a couple weeks where she would fall off track, then get back on track. Then it was a week. Now it's a matter of days. So she, and it just goes to show that she just keeps getting back on track and just picks herself up. If she falls back off track, picks herself up and tries again. And the whole point is that it's not going to be perfect. I have weeks, days where I fall off track. I have months where my consistency is garbage. I have times where I, you know, it's Christmas time and I take two weeks off working out and I eat really nothing but turkey stuffing leftovers and chocolate for two weeks. I just get back on track. You can't mess this up. And I cannot emphasize that enough. And I really want to just leave this on that note that no matter what you do, no matter what your goals are, you can't mess it up as long as you keep trying and you just don't quit. So that is my tips. I hope that you found these helpful and that you're able to apply some of these or all of these to your goals for this year, or just any time you decide to set some goals for yourself, for your health and fitness and wellness. Again, if you 
came across this podcast and you stuck through and listened, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so, so, so much more than you'll ever know. If you are liking this podcast and what I'm doing here, I would love and really appreciate a five-star written review on either, I believe Spotify has written reviews or reviews now or iTunes. If you are wanting to also follow me uh, and you don't follow me on social media yet, you can find me on Instagram. I will post the link to my Instagram in the show notes. And then from there, you can find me on the Tic Tac and everywhere else. And if you are interested and wanting some help for your own fitness and health journeys, you can head to my website. It is fit like a girl, all one word.ca. And you can check out some of my training options and contact me through there. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, I, again, cannot thank you enough for listening to this podcast. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and a happy new year and take care, fam.